How to Thrive in a Time of Crisis with Johnson Napoleon. Welcome to Z-Rated Success. Z-Rated Success. The podcast to help educators and those who work with youth to help them succeed by standing out instead of fitting in. This This is Z-Rated Success. And this is Nick Zizi. I am super excited today to have with us Johnson Napoleon, a good friend. I've known him for many years. Matter of fact, a quick backstory. My father was in the insurance industry for a long, long time. And his father, his late father was a realtor, a real estate investor, and they did business together. They were good friends. And this is how I met Johnson. He came by my father's office and I think one time and then we just continued doing business over the years and I've learned a lot from him and we've been able to connect on different projects in the past. So I'm really excited to see all of the success that he's had. But what was more more important, I think, that has made a really big impression on me and many other people is that he has a heart to serve, to help people. So I call him, I'm pointing this today. I don't know if anyone's ever said this, but I'm going to say it today. He is the Gary V of the international <laughs> Creole speaking community. <laughs> so, he has he has a lot of people from different countries listening all just the Creole speaking people, right? Yes. yes. I've seen people leave comments like the English only speaking people they'll say, "Hey, say something in English, Johnson. I know you're saying good things, but say it in English too." So, but anyhow, I'm really excited to have him here with us today. Before we dive into the interview, I'm Nick Zizi. I'm a two-time best-selling author. I speak at schools and conferences on student success and student leadership, and we also work with educators. So I'm fired up. I love bringing other zebras along because you see when you have like one zebra, a zebra in the wild by itself will may not even survive. But if it runs with other zebras, it has a greater chance of thriving with other zebras. So that's why I'm so happy and honored to be connected to another zebra like Johnson Napoleon. Let's get right into it. First, tell us, how was your day? My day is doing as as normal as normal day can be. I wake up six o'clock in the morning. I pray and do a little bit of exercise. And at nine, now I have a live on Instagram, which I do and talk to people. Answer the question. It's basically just showing up and said, hey, what do you have? Hit me with any of your entrepreneurship or sometimes life issues question. And I'll answer them. And at 10 o'clock, I get out. Now I am a brand developer. I have my own brand name of Soda. So I met with a distributor today. I'm in the distribution business. I didn't know it was that hard. I spoke to my cousin, Jeff Lozama. Then we have a, I have a good little conversation about what's the difference between markup and margin profit. Then after that, I went to where? What did I do? What else I do? I went to run some errands and then and all of a sudden Nick called me and said, remember tonight it's seven. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm on the street. So I'm going to stop. And then I'll talk to you. So here I am sitting somewhere in Miramar, in a beautiful Miramar, Florida, on a bench park and using my internet and then using the new world and talking to you guys. Well, that's awesome. And we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the Z-Rated podcast. Those who know you as the college president, right? If you would, can you tell us a little bit about your role as college president of Azure College and Anything else like besides that, you're a brand developer. And, and can you also share a little bit about that as well? 
But, uh, you know, one day I would love when someone described me to describe me this way. A Christian, a father, a businessman, and a student of human nature. That's the best way to me I would like someone to describe me. But until then, let me start by saying yes. I started the first Haitian-owned accredited college in the USA, which will become in the first Haitian-owned university because we're now offering a master's degree in an MBA, a master in business and entrepreneurship, and an MBA in marketing, and also a master's degree in nursing where students can have their ARNPs. We started in 2004. In 2011, we become an accredited institution by the federal government. And from that point on, it's, it's been snowballing. Now we have Azure High School, which is a SACS accredited high school that offers high school, especially completion program to students who did not finish their high school in Haiti or people that dropped out of high school here. We have Azure X now, which is a boot camp training students for job ready uh, profession in the technology world. And also I have Azure Media. And now I have Shukun, which is my own brand name of soda and my own brand name of rum. And it's snowballing into many, many things. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm happy to, to hear that. So that's, that's good. So now tell us what was the inspiration, the motivation that led you into not just into business, but I mean, you're involved in a lot of things, right? So what is it? What's, drive, what's your drive? What's driving you to do all of these things? At the beginning, it was money. Okay. I'm not going to say anything else. It was just money. I was, I'm an immigrant in this country. I let family members down in Haiti. I wanted to be able to take care of them. I didn't want to die poor. I know I didn't want to die poor. So money was the main motivation. Now, as I accumulated money and wealth and things, now you start understanding there are two forms of money. There is legacy money. There's money and there's legacy money. So now I'm chasing legacy because I've seen when you die, you leave legacy, how good it is. Like my father passed away last year and there's not a day that someone that knows my father met me and like, oh my God, your dad changed my life. Your dad did this to me. Your dad did this to me. So to me, this is legacy money. I want to leave both. I want to leave, to leave my children very, very well off when I leave, but also I want to leave the world very, very well off by sharing my knowledge, by sharing how I did it. So a lot of people, a lot of young Haitians especially would be able to do it the same way. Or better. Well, that's awesome. That is really, really awesome. So now my other question then is, as far as what's happening right now in the time of crisis that we're all facing this pandemic, and during the time of this recording, during the time of this interview, we're facing COVID-19 and all of the changes, all of the uncertainty that comes with that. What advice would you have for everyone who's watching and those who are listening on how they can not only survive, but thrive during this time. Don't panic. I love to tell them, focus on after COVID-19. Right now, you need to focus. You need to have your mask on. You need to be able to wash your hand. You need to stay at home. Do the things that normally people wouldn't do. But also don't panic. That's the key to it, is know that there's a better day coming. Mm -hmm. One thing I, when I used to grow up, when I was growing up, I hated the Bible. Because my mom basically raised me with the Bible. And as I'm getting old now, I love the Bible. Because the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow. It says, worry about today. Yes. And uh, there's a song in the Haitian, in the Haitian song book. They said, worry, uh, count on, on God hour by hour, not even day by day. So understanding you need to live to the future, but also surviving that day here that you have to do. There are going to be a lot of businesses out of business. 
after COVID-19. There are going to be a lot of people out of job, 26 million unemployed uh, jobs. Hmm. That's numbers that you see during 1918 influenza. The world did not have that many people back then. There is going to be a lot of political ramification on this thing, but those things are not going to touch you as far as we know. Mm-hmm. What I know for sure, I know there's going to be a, a digital economy. I know for sure someone with a degree or something now in digital marketing is going to be very, very handy. Someone right now with a good knowledge in database, in good knowledge on big data, a good knowledge of web and graphic design, going to be very, very good. Someone that, a truck driver, since the world is going to be digital, e-commerce is going to be more digital. You're going to have at least two or three more companies that is trying to compete or coming bigger than Amazon. So mm-hmm. therefore, having a good logistic degree is going to be very good. Having a good trucking company is going to be very, very good. So I mm-hmm. think it's important to focus. I, most importantly, online school. I saw someone today said she wished she could give her kids teacher her entire paycheck so they can take them away from them. I'm like, okay, <laughs> now teachers going to get the respect that we all wanted to see they mm-hmm. earn so gratefully earn over the years. So at the end of it, I think it's necessary that we focus beyond COVID-19, but most importantly, don't panic, pick your way, like find your pole, dig it, find your spot in this world now because digital is going to be the way me and you, you already see it. Each church, e-offering, e-tiding, all of those things going to be the mainstream. That's the way we, in the next 10 years, we will talk before and after 2020. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have for someone right now? Like if you're a student who's in high school or perhaps you're in college and, or if you're a parent, a student who's in high school, what advice would you have for the type of majors they should consider going into or pursuing post COVID-19? I would tell them, Pick up a book on artificial intelligence. That's the number one thing you should do because AI is transforming the world as we know it. And the people that are going to suffer the most are the middle class, middle profession, what we call white collar jobs. Mm -hmm. Like the need for an accountant is going to be less and less and less and less and less because as companies like Salesforce start taking a great position in accounting position, or Zoho.com is taking great stride in, in accounting, you're going to find a need for a specialized bookkeeper or a specialized accountant to be less and less. The need for a lawyer is going to be more specialized because when you take a company like LegalZoom, you can go ahead and file your own company. You can go ahead and file your own wills. You can go ahead and do a lot of things doing those in this. As long as most of those tasks that are repetitive that people used to repeat over and over by high-level professional, like stock trader. Your job is going to be less and less in in demand. uh, Someone writing for a newspaper now, you have now AI that already out there can can put together an article that you cannot distinguish between uh, human writing and their writing. So if you go into school, make sure you you get jobs that machine cannot replace. Most importantly, there are jobs like nursing, CNA or NHHA is going to be very, very much in vogue. Now, we were talking about jo- truck drivers, but now you already have self-driving trucks. Uber is already having Uber trucking, but you have a company like Tesla that come in with trucking that can drive themselves. So look for jobs that human are very, very hard to replace. Also look for ways to, to fix those machines that are going to replace human. Because for every job that technology takes away, technology creates five jobs. The only problem is human, we are too lazy, we are too upset, 
to go and retrain ourselves to fit in those new jobs. So I would tell the kids, pick up a great book, pick up any book on artificial intelligence. One of the books that I would suggest is called Human 3.0. I just finished that book, Human 3.0. It's an amazing book if you want to see where AI, artificial intelligence is leading you and what you need to study. There's another one that I'm suggesting also. I'm reading now. It's a 27, 27 hours book I'm hearing, but I'm almost done with it. It's The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. If you want to see what a degree in big data, what a degree in data analytics, what a degree in social media marketing can lead you to, I would suggest that you pick up a copy of that book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. Great book, great read, great opportunity for you to see in the coming digital world. That's awesome. So the two books again, you said Human 3.0. No, um, it's not human. I'm going to give it to you. Give me a second. Okay, sure, sure. And you also mentioned the age of surveillance capitalism. Yeah, it's life 3.0. Oh, you said life 3.0? Yeah, life 3.0, not human 2.0, life 2.0. L-I-V-E? Yes, life. No, okay. life, L-I-F-E. Oh, life, life 3.0. Okay, cool. And the other one is uh, actually life 2.0 is by Max Tegmark. Mm-hmm. And um, the age of surveillance capitalism is by Soshana Zokob, Zoboff. Okay. Yes. All right. That's great. That's great. So since we we spoke about majors, right, college majors, how do you see education changing post-COVID-19? How do you see that? Online education is going to be huge. Okay. Get ready for some more online school. A degree will not be as valuable as it used to be in the 1970s. You're going to see more people willing to do career change. Being an accountant or being a lawyer you're going to maybe see an accountant who used to be respected in their job become a, a truck driver because that's where we're going to take school education as myself personally, I should have, we're supposed to see it, is that it's more to get a job, more to make money. Of course, degrees like liberal art will still be active because you need those people. Degrees like medical school is going to be still more active, but you're going, currently right now, most, not most, but almost every mechanical People that are fixing cars, especially electrical cars, are not dirty anymore. They are more like a technologist than a mechanical guy. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing you're going to see with medical field. Telemedicine is going to be big. So someone may not be able to work in a hospital as a doctor, but if you establish the links, if you are one of those people that can establish those links or that can operate one of those robotics arms that are doing the surgery and the doctor set up the rules and the parameters, then you're going to be able to make a good living. So having a degree may not be as good as it is compared to, especially like, for example, you see a bunch of people transitioning from a bachelor degree to spending 16 weeks in a boot camp, becoming a back-end developer or front-end back-end developer and making $100,000, whereas they spend 10 years with a degree and 200,000 student loan, they were still making $40,000 a year. So those are the things that you're going to start seeing people questioning society about the value of a degree. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Now, from an educator standpoint, how should educators adjust with this new normal? Value yourself. Mm-hmm. For example, I was watching my kids doing PE at home with the teacher on a Zoom conference. Now, if I am a PE teacher, I will pee in my pants because knowing full well, there are a bunch of Brazilian that are very good in sport 
ready to teach my kids for three times less the money that I'm getting here and no union, no teacher union, nothing. And that is doing a better job teaching mm -hmm. my kids here in Miami. Understanding also as a teacher, you should be able to value yourself way more than what the society is giving you. By that, I mean, make yourself available online. If the kids is attending school online, then they may need tutoring online. Especially yep. now, if you are one of those teachers that take care of special aid, special needs teacher. Mm -hmm. Like a parent will pay you top dollar now, as long as you don't have COVID-19, to come in their house to help them. Because we need that expertise. So it is very, very, very much important that you look at this. And as a teacher, also technology, you need to tune yourself toward technology and you need to see what's going on. Like, for example, at Azure College now, you bet I'm going to add a respiratory therapy program. Because when you have almost 600,000 people with COVID-19 and at least 5% of those people admitted in the hospital and were put in a ventilator, those people's lung has problem. And those people are going to have a lifetime of issues. And guys like you who sells insurance, you know it's going to be an insurance issue, but also it's going to be an issue. Those event machines that the government ordered, they're not going to run themselves by themselves. They're yeah. going to vet professionals to run them. So as a school, I'm going to add those programs. So teachers, school administrators need to start looking at those opportunities that are out there. Johnson, I have, I've got a lot of questions, so I'm trying to see... We're just having this conversation here. Uh, we're sitting together. No coffee. I just have some water. But um, I have my ginger out. <laughs> okay, that's good. So in the beginning, in the onset of the interview, you said, don't panic, right? Don't panic with what's happening. I mean, but it's so hard, right? It's so hard. There's a lot that's happening. There's a lot happening. People losing their jobs, kids not knowing how they're going to end their school year. They're, from what I've heard uh, recently, I was watching the news. I saw this too. I think it was the superintendent of Miami-Dade that said that I think a third of the kids are still not able to log in. They're having login issues, to logging in to their classes. So there's a possibility that there are a lot of students who may be held behind, who may have to repeat a grade uh, next year. And parents right now are stressed of having all the kids at home. So there's a lot happening. It's, so It's sad yeah. to say, Nick, but those uh -huh. kids were always left behind. Yeah. Those kids were always behind. The system now just putting them out. Uh -huh. Those are the children that never have access to the internet. Those are the children that never had a laptop at home. Those are the children that society were treating as bad as society treated them, except because they were a building, they were always just fill up that, those buildings. Mm -hmm. But those kids were the same kids that the high school were trying to dump as much as they, as, quick, as they quick, switching them from classes to classes without being understanding anything. So now mm -hmm. technology is just basically say, hey, hey, society, bye-bye. You realize that you guys have been messing up around. In New York, for example, when you look in the amount of black people dying and people are like, oh, no. It has always been like this. The, the lowest level of people that never have health insurance is that myself personally, every year I go to my doctors for checkup. I just went last time. My doctors didn't like something. They sent me to do a sonography. That thing cost me $800 out of pocket. When you take someone getting paid $10 an hour and you're sending them for a sonography and they have a choice between feeding their children and $800 for a sonography while your insurance, you're paying $1,300 insurance a month mm -hmm. for three people, then you realize it's no joke out there. The COVID-19 is just telling society something that we already knew. 
those children were always outside of the system, except you had good teachers that wanted to do something, bad system that decided, listen, let's just go through the day with them. And you have those people now, those are the ones, most of them end up being the one cutting our grasses. Most of them are the one doing the manual work that gets society going. But now we have an opportunity to do something. We have an opportunity to change something. So let's start looking at it. Myself, I'm looking for guys like you, guys like me to show up and say, okay, what do you need? Is it laptop? Then I can, I think I have about 20 laptops that I can loan to some Haitian parents. Mm -hmm. Now, are you going to destroy my laptop? Because I may need it. Mm -hmm. So again, if I do this now, what is going to be the ramification? So again, it's time for society to show up. It's time for us people in the nonprofit world to show up. It's time for us business leaders to show up. Yeah, that's important. That is important. And I really like what, what you said there. And I think it's going to take a lot of effort, like you said, from people who have the means. And some people may not think they have the means because they don't have like a whole lot of money and, and this and that. But if you can donate a, a laptop or if you can lend someone an extra laptop that you have to a student, a neighbor, I think that would go a long way. Awesome. So I'm going to go to the uh, Q&A. Let's see. Carl said, hi, I'm watching from New York. How does nursing class online work? It's the same as you would, Carl. What we do, you teach uh, your theory courses online. And uh, in our case, we bring you to Miami to do a clinical. As a matter of fact, we're working with a school, with a company now in Brooklyn that would do the lab for you. And then you would have to come to Miami to complete your clinicals. So there is no such thing as a full nursing program online. You would have to come somewhere to do your practical, your simulations, and then you would go to a hospital in Miami or in Fort Lauderdale where the school established so you can finish your clinical portion of the program. But the theory portion, yes, can be completed. And some of the lab questions, can, some portion can be completed online because you have companies like Near Perfect now that allows you to practice on some mannequins, some what, you, what they call them avatar online. Okay. Great. Next question is from Brenda. Brenda said, Mr. Napoleon, I believe sonography and x-ray will be making a big move post-COVID-19. What's your thoughts? Sonography um, and x-ray. Sonography is always important. Now, understanding, just like I said about a mechanical guy, you need to be digital because all those things are going digital now. It's getting so easy for to operate a a sonography machine is going to be so easy to operate a digital x-ray machines. Now, being able to interpret them is going to be more important. Most importantly, artificial intelligence also now are making great strides by discovering, by using data that's already there to discover things that uh, doctors cannot even see. Like, for example, in breast cancer now, you have computers that detect, like Watson computer with, by IBM are able to detect cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer better than a doctor can interpret them. So if you're going into those fields, uh, medical imaging, make sure that you add a little bit of level of artificial intelligent knowledge in that component. Great. That's good. All right. And our final question that's in the Q&A is from Junior. Do you see mental health, especially social worker, post-COVID-19? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it coming. However, it's something that on and off, after 9-11, people needed th this kind of help here. After Parkland, you have those help. The issue is going to be still society, the way society looked at mental health. Like, for example, if you 
looked at the white Americans, most of them understand mental health is a condition, is a disease that needs to be treated. That's why you would be traveling, you see people with dogs, with animals, that therapeutic animals. But that's why you see website popping up, like I see Michael Phelps promoting website application for people to, le- to seek for help with professional mental health experts. As far as the Haitian community or the black community, we still think it's a stigma. We still think it's something voodoo. We still think it's not a disease. It's, it's a disease of the weak. We need to start looking more. We need to speak more about those things. So we need to, people that had mental health issues that cured or that are able to overcome it needs to be able to show up and say, listen, I think we need a gay movement for mental health. Like in the 1980s, being gay in the United States was like a crime. But when Anderson Cooper shows up, when Tim Cook shows up from Apple Computer and said, hey, I'm gay, I'm married to a man, then we all as society start looking at them and say, but I don't see any big difference between them and us. So then we start approving gay marriage, and then you see now gay marriage become a reality in the United States. So I think we need a movement like this for mental health, a bunch of us to show up and say, listen, I have a mental health issues. I used to be depressed. I was depressed. I am depressed now, but I'm dealing with it. So then for people, especially black people, to see, listen, if this person can have mental health issues, then I can have it. Tell you the truth, I can tell you, an entrepreneur, you cannot be an entrepreneur if you're not mentally ill. Because there are certain decisions you're making, it's just like you just derange mentally to make those kind of decisions, except you're a functional mental person. So I'm all for talking about it. I'm all for supporting it. I think at the end of my life myself, that's one of the causes that I want to spouse helping mental health among black people, especially in Haiti, because when you see someone mentally ill, last time I did a little video about it, I said, listen, when you're mentally ill, it's just like you have a chemical imbalance. Just like me, I have a high blood pressure. It's a chemical imbalance in my blood. So therefore, doctor, give me medicine. I'm lodipine. I'm good. So it's the same thing we need to understand and we need to speak up. Yes, yes. It's a very uh, important topic, especially in the black community. And we're going to have to do this again. I know our time is up. All right. Awesome. This has been great. I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure everyone who uh, joined us here today have also received value. So Johnson, if you would quickly tell our audience how they can reach you. And if there's anything else that you would like our audience to do to support you and what you're doing. Nursing is going to be big, especially now people see the value of being a nurse. I think teacher is going to get paid more. Katya said AI, artificial intelligence, is the best takeaway for her. Thank you. Nursing is going to be very super big. And Azure College, we offer an associate degree, a bachelor, and a master degree in nursing. Azure High School, we can help them earn their high school diploma in three months using the credit they have. So again, I'm all about solving problems. I'm all about helping the community growing. So if you have any questions, go on my Facebook, at Johnson Page, shoot me questions. Every morning I'm on Instagram answering questions. They're not high quality questions like this. As a matter of fact, I enjoy this. This little spot here just put my brain at work. Usually you get questions that you're like, okay, please hit me harder. But now this one here today, I'm like, please let me go, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this has been great. I love this. If you've received value from today's podcast, make sure to subscribe and visit ZratedSuccess.com for more tips and strategies that will help you stand out instead of fit in. Reminding you today to unleash your zebra. Unleash your zebra.